Warning, the following podcast contains graphic violence, coarse language, adult themes, and nudity, and other content that some listeners may find triggering. You, my friend, trig me timbers, trig me timbers, yeah, trig me timbers, trig me timbers. Oh, is it recording? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're live, baby. We're live. Hello, welcome to this week's episode, episode 10, 12, 11. <laughs> what is it? Episode 11? <laughs> episode 11. Welcome to episode 11 of Trigger Me Timbers. This week I'm joined as usual with my good friend Hubert in my bedroom recording studio. Welcome Hubert. Oh, good day Phil. How are you going? Good, thank you. Good. Uh, and we're also joined with our guest who we're going to try and trigger really hard, Greta. Welcome Greta to my bedroom. Your first time here? No, no it's not. I'm sorry, I've got the nervous giggles. <laughs> I can't get rid of it. Yeah, this <laughs> For uh, for context, uh, for our listeners out there, Greta is in a relationship with Phil. Exactly, that's the joke I was making. She's, this ready. is not the first Here time I go. she's been. I'm ready. Here. Hello. Yes, that's right, Hubert. My name is Greta, and I am Philip's uh, partner. And apologies, I actually have the nervous giggles, and I can't stop laughing. But they're going now, so they're gone. I mean, it's very understandable that you're starstruck, you know, in a room with, you know, two of the greatest podcasters in Australian history. Uh, just one, you mean, me. <laughs> um, yes, well, have you got a triggering article for us this week? You're going to get us really good? So I do have a triggering article, and I've actually been thinking about this article for a very long time. Um, I've been listening to this podcast since the beginning. Um since Phil and I were actually broken up when the first <laughs> eye roll, when the first episode was released. And, um, so you could almost fame. say that the podcast brought you guys back together. Yeah, fame didn't bring me any luck, so we came crawling back. Yeah, it came crawling back to me. No, but I'm, I'm very excited to be here today on the podcast, and I think this article that I have will really trigger the two of you. I know you both very well. And we've had a lot of intense conversations in the past, so I think I am ready to go. Can I, can I just say, I am extremely grateful for Greta coming on this podcast, and I want to say thank you to Greta for her really incredible support of the podcast so far. She's been one of our biggest fans and most loyal supporters, and I'm, I've been looking forward to this episode for some time. I've been avoiding it for some time. So what do you do for work, Greta? Yeah, tell us a little bit about wow, yourself. Wow, your biggest fan. Is that true? I think you're, you're in your top tier. You're, okay, yeah. that's good. Um, so I'm a recruiter. That's what I do for work. Um, and outside of work, I like to hang out with Phil. I like to go skiing and sometimes go to the gym. Oh, and physical culture. If you don't know what that is, you should Google it. Competitive dancing. Yes, I do like to do that. But yes, so I am ready to go. I've got my article. Do I just kick off? Is that how it works? Ladies first. Kick okay. us off, Greta. Yeah, start us. Perfect. Please. So I personally have been feeling extremely anxious for the past month, I'd say. Like very anxious. There's something weird going on. I can't put my finger on it. Is it because you're excited for Easter? No. 
Easter. <laughs> it was a joke. Tell us why you're anxious. <laughs> I'm getting to that, Philip. Guys, come on. I don't want to turn this into a couples counselling session, but uh, I'm going to do what I have to do to get us through this podcast. Okay, so... Please continue, Greta. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Hubert. Um, so the past couple of months, I've been feeling quite anxious and weird, and there's something going on, I'd say, in terms of my like chakra, like deep down in my soul <laughs> of, what's, of what's going on. And... You know, you, you sit down and you reflect and you're like, okay, so why am I feeling weird? It could be the fact that I party rocked quite hard a couple of weeks ago. Or it could be the fact that Mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> okay, now I know you pull my bloody legs. I'm being serious. <laughs> Phil, I believe this podcast is called Trigger Me Timbers. Yeah, I'm being triggered. She's just staring, staring my pot. I'm not. Please I'm, continue. I'm being Please actually continue. serious. And I think the fact that coronavirus has come to a peak during this time, during Mercury in retrograde, <laughs> is a sign. What is Mercury in retrograde? <laughs> She's throwing pseudoscience around just to trigger me. Also, we're only just getting started with coronavirus. It has not peaked. It'll peak in two months. Please continue. Please continue, Greta. Also, I, I would be curious, Is what, what does what does Mercury in retrograde actually mean? Is, okay. it, is it something to do with where Mercury is positioned in the, in the, in the yeah, sky? Yeah, well the, done. So, do you guys, so you guys don't know what Mercury in retrograde is? You haven't come across it in your in your lifetime? I've, no. heard, I've heard the term thrown around, but I... Uh, okay, yeah. so basically it happens three times a year, so it's triannual. So basically, I'll read you out, like, word for word what it means. So... It's a cosmic event that takes place three times a year when the planet Earth spins in a retrograde motion around Mercury. Um, so when it happens the three times a year, it happens in that star sign. So 10 out of 10 on the trickster scale. <laughs> so the star sign for, for now mm-hmm. um, and the dates of the 17th of February to the 10th of March. So we literally just finished Mercury in retrograde. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday Um, but basically we are in Pisces so you look at the attributes of a Pisces and then whatever Mercury in retrograde whatever time of the year it is so we're in the first half of well the first Mercury in retrograde for 2020 um, you look at the attributes for a Pisces and then whatever they are, they're the things that you need to kind of be caring for and looking after during that time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to read through the do's and don'ts and then equally share your star signs and I'll tell you what you need to be looking out for. But I think it's great timing for this podcast because it's the end of Mercury in retrograde. So we can kind of do a bit of a reflection on the month that you had and see if it, if it aligns and you might be converted. So basically, Mercury in retrograde and what a Pisces is, a Pisces is very sensitive. Um, so it's a fantastic time to make sure that you are renewing new love in this particular time. So if anything does come up during mercury in retrograde you really need to kind of sit down and see that emotion as not your fault you didn't do it it's mercury in retrograde's fault does that make sense 
This sounds like just more excuses for cognitive dissonance. More reasons to just get away from your own responsibilities. That could be true. However, just listen to the other things I have to say first. Wait, you're not going to go through all of them, are you? Can you just say Marlon? Scorpio? Oh. Ten points. Okay. So we've gone through the definition, talked about things and like the wave. So when you get a feeling, process it, move on. So things to do, we'll start this here. So when you do your editing, start start it here. Mm -hmm. Things to do during Mercury and retrograde. So renew your love and devotion vows to your family. Make time to spend next to your lover or life partner, but do not initiate new events. So particularly with the Pisces and Mercury in retrograde, this is not the time to do anything hectic. So to revamp your life, to start a new diet, to move house, to start a new relationship, this is not the time because you need to just be processing emotions. What comes in, comes in, and what comes out, comes out. Does that make sense? No. So, (laughs) So this is not a good time to fix relationships. Um, but it is a good time to escape the past um, and past resentments that you have. So a good opportunity for reconciliation to move on, things like that. Reconciliation is fixing. If you want to escape the past, that means you want to break your relationships. So which is it? Fixing and reconciling or escaping and breaking your relationships? Well, you'd have to talk to a true astrologist um, for this. But basically, what I'm trying to say is it's not the time to be doing big life events like getting married breaking off a relationship starting a new relationship it's the time to just ebbs and flows go through your emotions and if you do have any kind of unsettled business anything that you do need to reconcile and put into the past leave it in mercury and retrograde in pisces and move forward what this is the not only is this generic enough to just apply for anything but it's also contradictory okay let me read to you your star sign so it will make sense so phil and i are both both virgo no i'm scorpio no you're a virgo oh so you're both saving it till marriage virgo virgin oh okay (laughs) um wait actually i completely forgot a major point Remember how anxious I was feeling yesterday? No, no. I woke up this morning feeling like a brand new person. And when did Mercury in retrograde end? Yesterday. Yesterday. Explain that, Philip. Explain that to me. Checkmate, atheist. <laughs> so, this is perfectly Phil. When when I read this out loud, you're going to say, okay, this is Phil. And you need to be thinking about this in relation to your past month, right? Mm-hmm. Although everyone thinks that you are a prankster and frivolous, you will manage to surprise your friends this month with a new great idea. Everyone will apply your plan and will want your help for future projects, i.e. stocking up for coronavirus. Try to set your priorities clearly and avoid drama. Wow, you've got me. You've really nailed that one. Checkmate, atheists. I am actually going to buy 100 kilos of food after this. I'm dead set I've got a shopping list. <laughs> I'm ready for a six-month lockdown. 
I love how you're already relating this to your life. Like I've sold you. You haven't sold me. I just think this is ridiculous, but I may as well play along. Would you like me to send a notification on your phone for the next time Mercury's in retrograde? No, I still don't know what that means. <laughs> Basically, it's the universe giving us a break. So if anything happens in life during that period, you just blame it on Mercury in retrograde. Right, okay. So it's just so, like a, something to blame. Cool. Yeah. All right, so, everyone needs that. So, Hugh Bob, I'll just um, share your um, Mercury in retrograde yes, for please. the past month. So what star sign are you? I am a Cancer on society, oh, and it's also my Cancer, you have Cancer. Okay. <laughs> so, workplace gossip will increase in intensity in the following period. Oh, I've got... Oh, he's got it's a smile true. on his it's face. It's happening. He has a smile on his face. You will find out more about your colleagues, and you will feel stuck in a group where you don't find yourself. Try not to feed the rumours, because there are great chances... To get in an unpleasant situation. Oh, that's interesting. Is that suggesting a workplace romance? Workplace romance or just general workplace feud. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Can you make any connections between this and your past month? I can. I definitely can. Uh, I had a, uh, a friend of mine... Uh, who I know outside of work become close with some of my work colleagues and actually share some old anecdotes and stories from a young Hubert's past uh, that could definitely fall into that category of work gossip. Wow. So? No, it's very interesting. I think I... Um, I mean, so there's a reason why Greta shows this article, I'm assuming. Because you know, you know that Phil and I are sceptical science-based boys um, and we have shown distaste for uh, astrology in the past, I would say. Um, Any universe is telling us business is just... Well, <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. I don't know. I think the, the way I view astrology is similar to how I view religion in some ways. I think in both cases you have... You basically have a framework that I personally can't buy into because I don't see hard physical evidence for it. But I think that when... I think both can be used as a tool, a very positive tool for good things. I think if you... If you, uh, you, know, if you, if you read this kind of thing and uh, try and apply it to your life in a positive way, I think it can be really reassuring, it can be really helpful... Um, so you think if this is just like all just generic um, advice that could just coincidentally help someone? Well, yeah. Well, there's no bad advice, you know, in either of those. They're all it's all it's all good advice. The um and and you know and and then like the the other level to it is Greta's point around Mercury in retrograde being kind of a you know special time period where you can basically give yourself a bit of a break uh, if something goes wrong. <coughs> Excuse me, or my voice is still a, breaking. A bit of a refresh like i think um it's like a, a set time and you have you seen any of the memes on like facebook and instagram for mercury and retrograde related content no i don't so, think the algorithm gets us, uh, <laughs> well it definitely gets me and and people like me but it is i feel like you know there are a lot of things going on in life um and three times a year so that gives you three times and three times a year is a lot. 
for a whole month, basically, mm. of not blaming but using Mercury in retrograde um, as an excuse for what's happening in your life and, and big events and times to kind of slow down or reflect. But I think I think it's – I personally – will dabble in the um the occasional the dark arts um, it's bad for you no i do dabble in the occasional um horoscope i yep. used to check it every morning um at work and and send them to you know colleagues and things like that but and then equally on the weekend sunday sunday life uh, magazine i love to have a look at my um my star sign and you know plan my week ahead around it basically that is insanely triggering. How this is bad because you. It is gibberish, coin like random advice, and if you base your life around it, rather than the rational facts in front of you, like oh, there's rumors going around at work. Perhaps I should face it like this because of the situation. You know, just like Hubert was saying, it can help a lot of people and can be a good addition to your life. No, it can't because you're sitting there going, okay, there's a rumor going around that I slept with a boss or a colleague or whatever, right? And now I've got a career that I want, blah, blah, blah. I've got all these factors. I need the money. I can't really lose my job. I could lie about it or I could just go along with it and go, it's okay. It was consensual or whatever. You know, you've got all these options you're weighing up and consequences and ways that you could go about it. And then you've got the horoscope telling you, oh, just, you know, don't feed the rumors. And you, you can't put any weight on the facts of, on the, um, on the factor of the horoscope. I see where you're coming from, but I think it can be used. It can definitely, it can definitely have a negative impact if you if you interpret it that way. If you take it fully literally and you use it as a way, you use your star sign or whatever as a as a way um, to ignore the facts that are in front of you um, or to make decisions that would otherwise be irrational. Um, or in the case of Mercury in retro, Mercury in retrograde, 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 renegade. <laughs> or in the case of Mercury in retrograde. Uh, using using it as like a um, you know as, as a scapegoat to kind of do whatever you want and with no consequence and not taking any personal responsibility that's really bad. But I think it can be you know if if you cherry pick the the positive positive aspects of it and use it as a motivating tool and then still kind of you know use use your logic um, to to make your ultimate decisions uh, you can use it as more of an inspiration and, and a way to get you to think about things from a different angle a motivator huh? or a motivator okay. yeah so I'm not I, again I'm, not, I'm personally not I personally don't um, use it and, and I and I yeah I don't see value for myself but I don't completely dismiss the idea that other people can use it in a positive way well i personally think that it's word salad if you want inspiration you can read the uh, dictionary from a to z that's the exact same as reading the word salad that is horoscopes <laughs> and this bloody mercury and stalingrad business i think that is the stupidest <laughs> thing it shouldn't be it shouldn't be uh you know reason the reason you were upset the other day was because you had a bad day at work that should be the reason that's what you should focus on to help you live better your life not be like ah oh, don't worry about it it's just the universe yeah but maybe Greta felt better knowing that it was the universe that do you agree with that Greta Does that it helped me process it a little bit better but I'm not to be honest sitting here and saying this out loud that I you know not use I you know using it as a crutch to to help you get through stressful times but that's that's equally what what religion is there for and I just see this as a 
as an arm of, of something to believe in and something to help guide you through through difficult times. And I'm sitting here thinking about the months, the past months that you both have had and you both have had hectic past months. You've had deaths and you've had stressful times and I'm sure Mercury in retrograde has, has attributed to that in some in some way. Philip? We had bushfires last year. Where was Mercury and rele- relegated then? Uh, we had, you know, we've got the impending climate crisis been going for a while. Where's the Mercury in retrograde been then? We've got plenty of bad things going on. But I've had plenty of bad things happen outside of that, at random. Nothing to do with the Mercury in relegate. <laughs> okay. Oh, anyway, I think, you know, where can we go to from here? Does anyone have we any need to, comments? We need to ignore all pseudoscience and all religion. It just makes us bias, uh, you know, bias a little bit and push our decisions to be towards the irrational. One last point I'll make is I think this stuff is harmless when you don't have to pay for it. I I get really triggered when I see like people who market themselves as like tarot card readers or psychics or whatever. Because mm, I, yeah. I think a lot of those people are genuinely... Um, scamming people like they, they genuinely have don't even believe in what they're peddling um oh they can't how could they and they're profiting off vulnerable people so that triggers me but when it's when it's used just you know purely you know f- freely downloaded from the internet read in the newspaper use it as, in a positive way to motivate and inspire yourself no harm done okay well long story short i'm going to send you both text messages when the when the next mercury in retrograde um and I think we should check in on each other during that period because you get them three times a year, really stressful. Let's support each other through this. Yeah, and I think that's a beautiful sentiment. I think looking after, looking out for each other, supporting each other, checking um, in on people. not being too hard on yourself. These are all great positive yep. things. Great positive things. Anyway, what is my score? Please give me my score. Would you like to go first, Phil, or do you want to go? Ten last? out of ten for bringing this shit across across my desk. <laughs> the first ever ten, the first ever ten from Phil. On how the how wow. dare you? How dare you bring oh, in freaking horoscopes? I know you too well. Shit about Mercury ciders. I don't want to know about this crap. It's just taking up room in my precious brain. It doesn't have enough space. Okay. Well. Right, anyway, that 10 out of 10. I'm Congratulations. Get out of my office. Can you buy me dinner? You can buy me dinner for triggering me. Okay. Uh, Hugh Bob? Personally, uh, yeah, I think... I I mean, I, I'm, I'm on the same page as Phil. It's not... this. The star sign business isn't for me. I, I believe it's complete uh, pseudo-scientific fabrication. Um, but I think it can be used in a positive way. So, in that sense, I'm... I'm very. I get very triggered when I read this stuff because I I don't believe in it at all. Um, but I'm not. I'm not out outraged because I think it, it if it helps people and and hearing firsthand from you go to help me to not be as triggered because you, you're proof that it can can help people and can be used in a positive light. Um, so yeah, in that case, I'll still a bit triggered. Though. I'll give it give it a solid uh, eight out of ten. I think. I'm just triggered that you guys aren't as triggered as me. It's a ten. This stuff's bad for people. What about you, Greta? You you're not triggered at all, I assume. Well, I was being strategic when I came into this. So I was thinking about what I knew would trigger Phil and then equally I, I know what you think about this stuff as well. So I was just being strategic. I personally, um, now that we're out of the, the judging zone, I like 
this stuff I see it I do buy into it but it you know it's not something that that I value I'm just a devout Catholic is really where I come from in this regard you're full of it. You're bloody full of triggering all day. Let's next article. No, no, no. no. What's your rating? What's your rating, Grit? Have you got a rating? Oh, for this. Yeah. Oh, like this. You know, this doesn't. This doesn't rub me up the wrong way at all. I, I like this. So all right, I'm ten. I'm ten point five out of ten triggered. <laughs> this is bullshit. Is that a, is that a one or a zero? This is meant to be an educational. I think I'm minus five. Minus five. I did educate you. I educated you on what Mercury and retrograde is. Torture you, my friend. Trig me timbers. Trig me timbers, yeah. Trig me timbers. Trig me timbers. Alright, fam, you guys ready for the second article of the day? Yeah, get that shit out of my head. I want something new. <laughs> well, uh, don't get too excited because I think I'm gonna trigger you pretty hard with this one as well, my Good, friend. hit me. I'm keen. Oh, and and Greta, don't oh, worry. Okay. This was a very strategically selected Ooh, article. I love strategic. So Given that this is this is a special episode, this is the first time we've had a couple on the podcast together. We've been a couple this whole time, you bet, you and me. No. Anyway, a romantic, loving couple on the podcast. So I thought, what better time than to talk about babies? <gasps> Love oh, babies. Oh, fuck you, you bastard. You can't swear. <laughs> oh, shit. 10 out of 10, triggered. <laughs> Move on. Fuck you or something. Yeah, beep it out. I don't care. Continue, please. i got to hear this. So, actually, let me start by asking a question to both of you guys. This may be a conversation you've already had. Um, when you have your first child together, do you, man. A, do you have a preferred gender for that child? Non-existent. Preferred gender? What do you mean? Like, preferred sex? Yes. Well, that's, yeah. Very, very astute observation. Because you can't really pick the gender. Very astute observation. You can pick the sex. What sex? Whatever. I don't care. Okay, interesting. So, this article is called Sad About Having a Boy, Not a Girl. Your Distress Might Be Real, But Gender Disappointment is No Mental Illness. Hmm, Basically, so the article starts by saying, you know, in an age of gender reveal parties, baby bumps on Instagram, and hyper-gendered toys and clothing, learning about a baby's sex is big news. But having a boy rather than a girl, or vice versa make some people sad and some people have labeled this sadness as gender disappointment oh my gosh yes so this this, uh this researcher basically looked at what's behind this sadness and they asked the question of whether gender disappointment is a mental illness which has been claimed by some people wow so is this um when they find out the sex of the baby or is this after the baby has been born uh, I, I, sh- I, I guess it could happen at either time. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah. So, so what is it? What is gender disappointment? It's, it's basically that. It's, um, you know, it's the idea that uh, in many societies, an ideal family is still a very gendered project. So people have very strong preferences about wanting a son or a daughter. Um, they've always dreamed of. Or some people even dream of having a gender-balanced family where they have at least one boy and at least one girl. And when they don't achieve this ideal, uh, a lot of parents, or maybe not a lot of parents, some parents feel like they've failed at something, and uh, and they have they suffer from this uh, gender disappointment. So there are cases where parents actually deliberately want to use IVF because they want to have more of a choice over their child's sex. 
Um, and that's yeah. illegal in Australia, right? Isn't it? I uh, can't confirm. I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me, but no idea. Um, I'm is. pretty sure it's illegal. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, like I was saying, so gen- gender disappointment is often portrayed as a mental illness, similar to depression in the media and on online forums. Um, so there, there's actually a couple of examples of tweets um, this article included uh, that I found particularly triggering. So um, the first tweet was, uh, and these are both about these are both parents who are suffering from uh, gender disappointment. So the first says. Um, I know once he's here, I'll be okay. But this gender disappointment is kicking my ass all over again. <laughs> what? Oh my god! And then another parent. I love my kids, but I'm just so sad. Wait, wait. Okay. Do, oh no! Continue, please. But yeah. I, I'm just curious though. Do they do, uh, act any differently around them, or is it just kind of what they verbally say? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, personally, I would be pretty upset if I. Uh, uh, in the year 2050, I looked back on my, on my mother's <laughs> Twitter account and saw her dis- expressing her disappointment about me before I was born. But anyway, I'll, uh, I'll get to that later. So what's behind this phenomenon? Uh, the research that this person has undertaken found no evidence that gender disappointment is a legit mental illness. Basically, they think that um, it stems down to the fact that people have a strong belief that children of a certain sex can do certain things or have particular traits and so they are upset when they basically have the opposite sex to what they were hoping. Um, and the term for that is gender essentialism, where basically they people have a very strong view of what each uh, biological sex will, will bring. Um, and, you know, despite the fact that there's lots of evidence that this, this just isn't the case, there isn't a huge, huge amount of difference in personality types, behaviours, or natural inclinations towards particular activities... When you're purely looking at the the biology, um, the and as Greta uh, very astutely raised at the the, the, the outset, um, gender disappointment does also very much confuse sex with gender. So um, yeah, so as in biological sex is how you're born, gender is more of a social contra- construct about how you identify, etc. Also, when parents talk about this gender disappointment, they say that they're sad about missing out on particular activities. Um, or experiences with their child. Uh, so not that's not so much the physical attributes associated with sex, but more about the the experiences and the um, yeah the the relationships they can have with their child. And yeah, the last thing I'll say is so obvi- obviously there's a, like I mean there's many flaws with, with this kind of thinking, but another is that there's no guarantee that an individual child will even identify with the gender assigned to them at birth or develop the desired attributes that that parent is looking for in that particular sex. Um, it's almost like every child is different, but exactly, it's just got sexist undertones. It's just assuming that, uh, you know, I wanted to have a boy. I'm so disappointed I had a girl because now I can't teach my kid how to skateboard. <laughs> yeah. When like, you just teach a girl how to skateboard. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's it. I um. Sexist undertones. That's the problem. Yeah. Very keen to hear your thoughts. Oh. Hugh Bob, I am triggered. Like it's in my shoulders. Like it makes me feel really uncomfortable. That's exactly no, what I'm going for. You are the perfect target for this article, Greta, because you want to have a little girl to take to fizzy, and if you have a little boy, you will never get to take them on any shopping or fizzy adventures okay. ever. You want to do all the little girl stuff. Well, that fizzy argument is a completely different argument because it's uniquely for females, and just let there be one thing out there that can be uniquely for females. 
Exactly, and if you have a boy, you'll be extremely disappointed. Oh, boy, Shmoy, I don't... I, that's just something I say when I'm, you know, in, in the hype of things. This whole conversation makes me angry because it's all about the parents. It's all about the Good parents boy. being in control and having the baby and whatever that baby or child or, you know, they are fabricating this thing that they that they want and it's still all about them. But that's a genuine, like, recognisable factor because the parents have a... Comp- like, a particular parents will have a competitive advantage over other parents to teach their kids particular things. Like, for example, you would be good at teaching your daughter physi because you are good at it. And if you have a boy, you're not going to be able to teach anyone physi. So... You know, parents want to have particular gendered kids or whatever. Parents just want to teach their kids particular things. It is about them because they can go, oh, look, I'm really good at music. If I have a kid, I can teach them that music. You know, that's why it's important. It is about parents too. Why is it now, why is this a thing where it's gender disappointment? Why is this a thing? Like think back to our grandparents' day. um, And this actually makes me think of miscarriage actually. Um, because this whole ideal of something being failed and this experience of I failed at, at something by not having the right sex child, for example, like you, you can't plan everything. And this is where our generation and, you know, future, what gen, what's the generation above us? We're middle, gen Y, gen, gen I'm Gen Y. Yeah, Gen Z is the next one. Gen Z. um, Everything's been planned from the degree to the job to the partner when you get married, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And this is one thing that you can't plan. You don't have control over it. So as soon as the baby's born and it's not what you expected, you feel like you failed. And I was listening to an interesting podcast about women experiencing a a miscarriage and partners going through that um, and women and partners will come out and say that they feel like they failed and it's interesting where did this whole idea of failed come come where does it come from and you think back to our grandparents generation miscarriages were had all the time because you'd have multiple children and it was just something that you'd experience but now when you have babies they're very planned and if it doesn't go to plan you feel like you failed so this, this upsets me and it makes me quite anxious because, you know, I, I could imagine and, you know, maybe I, I'll experience this myself, I don't know, because I do like to plan things. But, yeah, if you have that one window of, of opportunity to have a baby and, you know, it might get delayed for fertility or other reasons and it doesn't go to plan, I, I could imagine myself experiencing this. I think that's why it triggers me, actually. I think that's, that you've raised some excellent points there, particularly around, I didn't even think around the ang- angle of uh, excessive control because that's something that's come up in previous episodes of Trigger Me Timbers. Um, I think it's a real problem. But I think, yeah, your point about miscarriages is, is, is very, um, like, yeah, very good point. And it's something I was I was going to raise as well is that I think it's 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 ludicrous that people, uh, um, yeah, experience, like it's such a crazy thing to, to be disappointed about when, in theory, you know, you're having a perfectly healthy, happy child and then you're like, oh, but it's not the gender that I wanted. You know, like, what a, what a joke. Like, there are so many people that would be struggling to have kids at all. Uh, you know, that's an extremely um, prevalent issue. And, and you know, and just even, even you know, lots of people have having kids with kind of severe health problems or disabilities and things like that. And 
and then these people uh, have the about the gender. Yeah, they have the, the and whether or not little that. Bobby can be a surfer or a skateboarder. Yeah, and great use of a gender-neutral name. Bobby, yes. What is it? Bobby Schmobby. I guess so. Like that leads to me to another question: Are there? Um, do you think there are any legitimate reasons why you would have a have a right to be strongly disappointed in the sex of your kid? Um, I mean, I don't know. I can I can kind of get where you're coming from with the idea that like if you have a skill um, of something that can only be passed on to one sex, even though I feel like I can't even think of any examples other than. I know netball, maybe. Um, uh, I understand. Like, yeah, you could go. You could say, "Oh, okay, I had a daughter bugger. Now, my I can't teach my son to become get into the EPL or something, because the EPL is you know, yeah, true, mask. true. But yeah. um, I understand that. But then again, that's like a different problem. Of like, well, you you just have really high expectations of your kid anyway. That's like a huge problem. But if you're going, oh, no, I've had a daughter now. I can't teach them how to play soccer. Then you're just a stupid sexist. But this is where it puts to bed. Like, it completely shoots down the whole gender equality discussion that we're trying to have every day. And this is where it's like, well, why do we even have these discussions if there is still a gender preference that people are having? So, like... This is where it just doesn't really make sense because we're talking about gender equality and, you know, there's, you know, trying to close the pay gap and, you know, men can do what women can do and vice versa. Like, this obviously shows that there is a preference in in gender and, like, either way. I just, it doesn't make any sense. But, like I said, I can kind of see that if I have created this image of my life and my family and how I want to do things in the future which we all do we all fantasize about our futures I can kind of see myself maybe getting a little bit disappointed yeah and I think that's fine I think that that that's reasonable like if you've if you had uh seven kids and they're all boys and you might just think oh I I would love to just have a little girl because that'd be that'd be a bit of a different experience you know like uh I'm a girl myself I can relate more to to her you know like and you and you have like a very mild level of like oh that would have been nice but you know but I've still got a son and I love him very much and that's great that's 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 reasonable to me I think it's when it becomes like a strong a strong disappointment where you, and to the point where you feel the need to share share about yeah, it on social Twitter. media yeah, and talk about how you're depressed because of it or or even claim that you have a mental illness uh, and gender disappointment is a mental illness I think that's outrageous but yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I think it wouldn't be. Honestly. I, I think it wouldn't be yeah exactly maybe these parents shouldn't be having a kid <laughs> um, but I think it wouldn't be unreasonable to say maybe we could allow gender selection after you've had your first born you know once you have your, you've got you have your first born with a boy and then you're like ah I really want a girl I'm just going to go in for the IVF gender selection and pick a girl it should be legal to be able to do that picking the opposite on your second interesting That's I wonder very if, controversial yeah I wonder Why? if it would lead to perverse outcomes like uh when the one child policy was introduced for example and there were just huge numbers of um of uh female babies being abandoned or yeah there was yeah but this is kind of equal out to a 50 50 because you've had a boy and now you want a girl so you have a girl um and you can't go i've had a boy now i want another boy you you couldn't do that yeah that'd be good that'd be really good because it'd allow people to not have to have three four five kids to try and get that girl Going screw their budget and screw up the earth by having too many kids. 
All right, well, anyway, hit, me with your, yeah, hit me with your trigger ratings, guys. Well, I have red ears, and I know I get red ears when I'm really frustrated um, with something because I can already just when you were reading the article and you, you set it up in a very, in a very uh, good way and I think I need some tips from you in terms of structuring um, the article. However, I could, yeah, when you were reading out loud, I can picture particular people um, that I've come across in life that, you know, I think would be touched by this in some way and, you know, maybe me as well in the future. So I am triggered. My ears are hot. I would give this... Oh, my back's even sweaty, so I think that's another reason that I would probably give this a 10. Oh, yeah. give it a 10. What? Yeah. I okay. physically caused a triggering response. That's that's a 10 if everyone heard one. Physical Fair trigger response. Wow, well, hey, congrats to you, Bert. Everyone's getting 10s today. I definitely won't get a 10. Um, Yeah, I, I'm not overly triggered in that I just expect it as just sexist undertones. And if anything, these parents probably care about their kids. It's just a shame that they are really sexist at the same time. <laughs> if they really wanted a boy to teach, to teach them whatever, you know, uh, they probably want to be a good parent or whatever. They're just stupid sexist. So triggered by the sexism, not so triggered by the bad parenting. I'd rather sexism over bad parenting. I think bad parenting is really bad. Um, so I'll give that a seven and a half. Okay, solid. Um, yeah, for me, I think it's just just an outrageous example of uh, of just privilege, privileged mofo's. Uh, you know, making up fir- stupid first world problems. Um, suck it up, suck it up, princesses and princes out there. Gender is not the same as sex. It's twenty twenty. Nine point five. Oh, triggered by his own shit. All right. Yeah. And good well, luck to these children of the future. They're going to have a lot of pressure and a lot of anxiety, so have fun with that. Yeah, don't read your mum's Twitter account yep. 30 years on. Trigger me, Tim. I'll torture you, my friend. Trigger me, Timbers. Trigger me, Timbers, yeah. Trigger me, Timbers. Trigger me, Timbers. Um, let's uh, move on to my one. Now, my one, uh, I tried to make triggering, but I just couldn't. But I'm just going to go out here and talk about what makes the next generation terrible and what you're doing it's tiktok (laughs) okay so this is from your favorite journalistic source source Uh, (laughs) Um, yeah just favorite journalistic source the conversation it's called the secret of tiktok's success humans are wired to love imitating dance moves i read this article Oh, son of a bitch. God damn it. I read everything on the conversation. <laughs> yeah, and I thought I should have known this. Um, well, you'll be perfectly prepared to answer it then. So basically, it just says that innate within us is just uh, just a compelling nature to uh, copy people's moves, physical moves, whether it's dance moves or spear-throwing moves. <laughs> I didn't really specify that, but that's what I'm trying to get at. Get at. Um, so it's by a UCID researcher, Neil Edwards Fitzsimmons. So yeah, TikTok has 1 billion downloads which is just huge. Uh, you know, it took Facebook like a decade to get there. Um, it's got 700 million users every day. So good retention, top retention, indicating that it's just each, uh, copying each other's innate, like innate, it's innate uh, doing stuff. I don't know how to describe that. But yeah, people just love it. They're addicted to it because you're, uh, you're copying people's uh, dance moves and making things go. Because that's the whole point of, or yeah. like one of the main types of videos on tiktok is people doing 
a, a set dance to a set song and then it becomes like a viral meme and then everyone tries to copy that same dance is that right everyone has to copy that same dance yeah everyone has to do the viral imitation thing so uh yeah Just it's waiting for our gen y and older listeners uh, what yeah. tiktok is yeah not that i know much about explaining to the zoomers i only have like a very basic understanding of it so uh yeah it's not a social media platform it's it's a creative platform uh so it's music dance uh and video viral challenges and there's 16 16 15 second videos ish um so what happens when we imitate other people's movements uh we watch others move and our brain maps the movement onto our own body and so like we send the signals to our muscles on how to do those same moves Uh, at the same time it's mirroring yeah um and it's actually in fact weaker on video than it is in real person so when you go to your physics class and you watch people in real life do the dance moves your brain maps it way better than if you watched it on a video um does that ring true I have TikTok and I watch TikTok. I have tried to recreate dances. However, I find re- like copying the dance super easy because you watch the dance so many times done by so many different people. But with your physio, if you watch it on video compared to in real life at class, do you, which one do you learn do you learn, which way do you learn better? In class, but that's because on the video they don't count it out, which is like, you know, the one, two, three, four. They're just doing the dance and you just have to keep pausing and, and running it on your own time. Okay, so it's a uh, different factors going on. All right, whatever. So, um, yeah, the, you're mirroring others and it's a likability thing. You can do this in your body language. It's like a famous experiment in Psych 101. You watch it, two people have a conversation and when they have a conversation with someone that they don't like, they don't copy their yeah. body language. You know, they might be crossing their arms and then if they like them, they'll cross their arms. Mm-hmm. If they um, scratch their head, then they'll scratch their head. People imitate likability. So it really is, TikTok is just one big popularity contest. The people who are going to go most viral are the people who are the most likable and you want to imitate and copy because you like them. So it's just the coolest person gets to the top. So it's really just feeding the young people's worse and worse social anxieties that's going on and their failing NAPLAN tests and their addiction to screen and their inability to... Um, to cope, their resilience is poor. This yeah. is just helping that well, by feeding them the t- most popular, unattainable people. So you used to TikTok. I TikTok once. No, you've t- you TikToked back in year eight. Vines. I never used Vines. Soldier boy, I tell you. Yeah, we were all dancing. That it was a community is thing. Like we've been, we've I been didn't video it and show it off to everyone. I danced yeah, with my friends. As every time that comes on in, in the party, what does everyone do? I don't even they know do the movement anymore. All right, whatever. Yes, you do. I've seen you Okay, do. anyway, so, um, yeah, the imitation and synchronized movement makes us feel together and it makes us trust each other and it makes us remember. And the movements that you remember of people more so than anything, the movements of people is... um how you remember them better so the likable people you remember their movements and you remember them um so that's a way to connect it's a way to um trust people yeah Yeah. so tiktok is just really going to take off because it is like you know it's an addiction of us Uh, yeah well it's gonna it's here to stay you know vines took off this tiktok thing could be really popular with the young i'm saying it's here to stay because fads come and go we've seen thousands of fads come and go tiktok's here to stay because it's playing on our our nature how big it is i've got a couple of things to yeah say on this. but it's here to stay you know it's not a fad that's what i'm saying it's like the the platform is just playing our nature and we're addicted to that sort of thing and it makes us feel good for the connectivity and 
blah, blah, blah. So, what do you think about that, Greta? How do you like being played? Like, how, how do you feel not being any smarter and more evolved than a bowerbird just collecting little blue things? You're just doing your innate nature like a caveman. How do you feel about that? I'm I'm aware of this. I'm aware of what the app's doing to you. That's why I delete it and re-download it so many times because I'm aware of the impact that it's ha- having on my life. I've 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 worked out the psychology behind this before before this article was even created. My main point with this is what comes up. So you've got your for you page in terms of TikTok. So it's the page that you'll be swiping through and it yeah. uses the algorithm to work out, okay, so what pages are you going on? What what are you watching? Um, you know, what, what songs are you following? Blah, blah, blah. So on your For You page, I have a lot of um, work from home mums on my For You page. Um, and this makes a lot of sense in terms of the community and group because when you go on to these women, like these pages... Um, they'll have videos where they talk about mental health and how they feel extremely isolated and how TikTok makes them feel like they're a part of a community and they do all these dances and they, they call themselves like the over 30s club as well. And this makes a lot of sense. These women are at home, you know, the classic standard, um, connected as ever, but as lonely as ever. And these are the these are the this is the perfect example. These are the women that are claiming that they have mental health issues, that they don't have good girlfriends, they're not, you know Network. they don't have strong networks and strong, you know, connections um, with people. Well they don't have, you know, the face to face and how the whole argument how face to face is is um, weighted a lot more than, than virtual. Um, but yeah, this makes this makes a lot of sense. It makes sense to me too. I think like it's a, it sounds like it's just a, an evolutionary trait that we've evolved to, um, you know, to, to fit in with a group. Uh, and this, this sounds like one way, one way for it to happen. And it's also, it's like a, it's probably like a learning thing as well from an evolutionary perspective. It's like, how do you, how do you learn how to do things? You copy what other people are doing. So you watch, you watch how, um, how the alpha male in the tribe is throwing the spear to yes. hit the buffalo and then that's how yeah. you learn so it's a very satisfying thing. was a learning thing. like that and a learning for communication like indigenous people yeah. uh, had a hand signal communication yeah. Language. yeah, yeah. So that makes plenty of sense to me um, and it, I think it helps to explain things like um, like uh, like I remember like this is this is uh, showing my age as a 90s kid but I remember back in the day like a really common pastime on the weekends, especially for, for girls, was to like watch video hits and then try and like learn the choreography for the different music videos and try and do that stuff. Um, I admit I indulged in some of that as well back in my day. It explains to me <laughs> why the um, the Macarena and the Nutbush are probably the two yeah, people biggest yeah crowd pleasing bangers at any wedding. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's like yeah that sense of community. I think it's it's, I like it's a nice thing. Chicken dance, just personally. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but, but then it's also I, yeah I, I agree with Greta in that it's like it's a bit of a fake. It's almost like a fake uh, connection. It's like it's like all social media. Like it makes you feel warm and fuzzy for a moment, but then you realize you've actually just been sitting in your room on your phone for five hours, and you're actually a loser and have no friends. No, I'm so glad both of you brought up connectivity uh, and why people are still lonely, even though they're more connected than ever. Oh, I don't get it. Why? What's wrong? It's because, pure and simply, connectivity and belonging or whatever doesn't bring you shit and still you can still have anxiety and depression they're completely irrelevant things they're two independent things 
you need to actually be an essential part of the group to not have anxiety and depression. Yeah, but a like... In a, in a, yeah, you need a cog in the bloody machinery. Like Hugh Bob is saying, like you're getting the fixes, so you're getting these little fixes all the time, but you realise, and then you'll, you'll get down and you realise, okay, wow, I haven't had a face-to-face or a... You know, human interaction in a while. No, I disagree. But, with you, but you're still getting those little fixes, little ones that kind of keep you up at this particular level. I'm in a bit of a, a, a TikTok vortex at the moment, which means like when I'm in these situations, I'm it's like a cycle. So I'm about to delete the app. I can feel it coming, and I know I'm in a vortex because I've got messages from people in my on Facebook Messenger that I haven't responded to. I know I'm in a in a real vortex when, when that happens, when like plans have been made and I haven't responded. That's when I'm like not in a good connected place. Um, but yeah, I think this, this whole community, particularly working from home mums um, and even like teenagers and kids, like you said, Hugh Bob, um, what they're constantly going to be doing that because it's all about acceptance. You know, it's all about you do the soldier boy dance. That means you're cool and hip, and you know, you know, <laughs> you know who soldier boy is. You do the, you know, all these fun little dances. Um, yes. Fortnite dancing. Um, whip, watch me whip. Watch me nay nay. Yeah, watch me. But this whip, is the problem. People nay-nay. are distracted, thinking that connectivity. That even to, even yourselves think the human interaction. What's good for mental health? Mental health has nothing to do with those things. Yeah, we all know. We all know what we should no, be doing, but it's easier know. to no. do these other things. People don't know. You still don't get it. It's meant to be about no, being a I central part, a central cog that people need in their lives. Yeah, I do know this stuff. People I do know this that. stuff. It's they easier still think just it's to connectivity. scroll through TikTok. I'm not that, even joking. That's nothing. How does that Phil get you and any I, place Phil and I were at someone's house on Saturday night, and once the, the dinner proceedings were over and once we had had our dessert, what did we do as a group? We sat down and we watched TikTok on the TV. At least that's communal. In At least you're all together watching TikTok. Yes. It was a learning exp- curve. We wanted to learn what the hell was going on. Anyway. Uh, yeah. And I, I think connectivity is incredibly important, but I think there's a difference between genuine connectivity, genuinely spending real time with people developing real relationships and that probably just relates to what you're saying is that it's like the idea that people rely on you or you feel, you feel like you're needed and wanted um th- and this gives you this gives you that little endorphin hit it gives you it makes you feel happy for a little while but you're probably just kicking the can down the road you're not actually addressing the fundamental problem as to why you feel lonely well, agreed they need you they just saw you and that was it um, they saw you on tiktok but you provided no value to them and they don't need you and they'll just go on to the next person well, I think there's a there's probably a subtle difference between the people who are um, users of TikTok versus the people who are like kind of successful content creators on TikTok. Because I think if you're someone like this yes. person who has yeah. lots and lots of followers, then you are actually being valuable to people, and you have you have you have fans basically. Um, you know, as someone who has an ext- incredibly successful podcast can say, um, you know, it's, it's a great feeling to, to produce something and then have positive feedback. You have people ask you when the next thing's going to come out. You know, that's probably a great feeling. But, oh, if, you're, but if you're just definitely. a user, if you're just a user of the app, then you're just sitting there consuming other people's stuff. You're not really contributing. You're just, yeah, you're just getting a distraction from your, your day-to-day life and, and, mm. and getting a little endorphin hit. And yeah, you're not engaged. I posted one TikTok video 
And I it thought, went viral, might well, we say. Well, it went viral. Well, in terms of viral, for me, like yes, it went viral. One thousand views, yeah. I, yeah, 1,300 views. That's that's quite a bit. And I, I'm a, I'm a consumer of the TikToks. So <laughs> when I... Um, when I got my first comment, my first comment was actually quite rude and it made me feel horrible and then that's when I deleted it and then I re-downloaded it as a consumer and then now I, I can just see I need to delete it again. I need to get off it. Okay, thanks for that insight into your life. <laughs> this is not a counselling session. Sorry, I feel but, like it is right now though. Um, um, I have nothing else to say. I'm ready for ratings, but It's something I'm dealing with and I'm sure that other people who have downloaded TikTok... Um, are experiencing it. I'm just, my relationship with TikTok, and I just say this for other listeners who might be experiencing TikTok, I feel like this is going to be my last app that I um, consume. Don't be ridiculous. No, I'm being serious. You have no idea what's going to come next, what's going to happen next. What, so I want to be a hashtag over 30s, hashtag mums of TikTok? I think the next app I'm going to consume is Corona near you. Oh, yes. Yes, where's my Corona app? All right, give us some ratings. Come on, I'm triggered. I guess I didn't. I failed to trigger you guys. I was just pointing out that people still haven't grasped it mental health problems. It wasn't more of a triggering. It was more of an education session, to be honest. Well, it's triggering because people still haven't grasped mental health reasons, issues, and how what they need to do to fix their mental health. They just think popularity contest is going to fix their mental health, but it's not. And that uh, people have not evolved any better than a bowerbird because they're still just just falling for their innate, innate um, urges like a fucking mm. caveman. That's what triggers me. Well, yeah, and I have I have read and seen videos, particularly from these really famous TikToks. Like, there's this one girl, and I was reading an article. I don't know her name, but she's famous because, and this article said she's famous because she's average looking. <laughs> so she's got this massive following, and she gets millions of likes on every video. Um, and this article said because she's average looking, and people can relate to her. However, these top TikTokers say that they suffer from hectic anxiety and depression and they can't go outside because of a multitude of reasons and they feel super lonely. So, yeah, I, I agree with Phil. It's like you think it's going to be a, a solution or assist with how you're feeling. But, yeah, ugh, the, just the, the argument of anything, too much of anything is, is never good. Yeah, I think I, I agree with Greta. I think it was, um, I found it more interesting uh, than triggering. Uh, yeah, I think it's 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 a fascinating explanation as to why it's so popular. Um, and I, I don't know, I'm too much of a boomer. I don't really know enough about TikTok to get overly triggered by it. I think social media in general uh, causes more harm than good, um, as I've ranted about previously. Not Twitter and not if you set up your accounts to be informative and with communities. Like, I mean, Facebook community groups and we all post and comment about particular things and we talk together and inform each other and we all need each other to stay informed like about stock markets or like about you know diy e-bikes those sort of groups i have strong it's opinions belonging. on twitter that i will share in the next episode There's no belonging in tiktok it's just a big popularity contest and everyone hates each other give me a 10 out of 10 come on uh no no chance God um damn it. yeah very interesting uh and yeah, the social me- the abuse of social media in general is is is, is upsetting. Um, so uh, I'll give it a seven out of ten. Huge, my Greta, inferior Greta to Greta Thunberg. Seven out of ten. Our savior. I feel like I'm in a bit of a dark place because of TikTok. 
and what you've shared today like you know I love this stuff I love breaking down you know why people get obsessed with psychologists yeah so this has actually made me think about a couple of things so a contribution of just finishing Mercury in retrograde and oh, getting over that my trauma Lordy. my obsession Dawkins. with TikTok oh, at Holly the Dawkins. I'm going to give this a nine because like thank you. where is life going I don't know and why do I spend two hours a day on TikTok thank you goodbye that's where you've, why you've been ignoring me. It all comes out, <laughs> but I knew secretly you were under something. I thought you were cheating on me, but it was just TikTok this whole time. You Literally. love watching 14-year-old boys Literally. go, yeah, with their little fucking no, dance moves. more girls. Our comparison makes no sense, but I'll roll Virgos typically have addictive personalities. Oh, fuck. All right. Um, well, I'd like to wrap it up for the week. Thank you for joining us on episode 11. Thank you so much uh, to the listeners. Don't forget to smash that like, subscribe, follow, Please. love, react tweet button smash all those buttons at once facebook twitter um trigger me timbers podcast on facebook timber well, what is it always timbers at, pod, at timbers podcast at timbers podcast on twitter and huge thank you to greta excellent excellent guest it's been a pleasure to have you on um would you say that i was the best guest you've had so far you're a serial pest, but I loved having you on the podcast. Aww. And you can join us every day between April and September while we're in lockdown in Australia and around the world. Uh, we'll be coming to you from our bedroom in coronavirus lockdown. You know what would every be good day content, for six Phil? months in lockdown, pack up all your rice into your cupboard, all your pasta. You need to survive six months. Good luck, everyone. You know what would be good content for the next podcast or podcast in the future? get me on again and then you can propose to me on the podcast it's not live and i don't believe in marriage i'm an atheist okay adios goodbye good night australia trigger me tim i'll torture you my friend trigger me timbers trigger me timbers yeah trigger me timbers trigger me timbers